We started with the easy stuff and today we're going to get a little bit deeper into what all is involved in this. So before you start your own, it's important to dissect other loyalty programs so you can understand which type is best suited for your business. You know, there's different types and they all work better depending on what business you're in. But what we're going to do today, we're going to uncover the secrets behind the world's most successful loyalty programs so you can learn from them and create your own system. Grab a seat, get comfy, and let's dive into the highly profitable world of customer loyalty. With us, as always, is our business development manager at Ord Digital, Marco Crispolini, and our head of community, Simon Elijah. Glad to be here with you guys tonight. My first question for you, we know there's three different types of customer loyalty programs. There's point-based, tiered, and paid loyalty programs. How do these differ in terms of the structure and customer engagement? What do you guys think? Point-based, tiered, and paid loyalty programs differ in structure and the customer engagement in many ways. Point-based loyalty programs reward customers for purchases of specific actions with points that could be redeemed for rewards or discounts. These programs typically offer more flexibility in how customers can redeem their reward, which can appeal to, to a wider range of customers. And also the tired loyalty programs offer different levels of rewards or benefit based on customer status um, within the program, which encourage long-term loyalty by offering increasingly valuable rewards as customers move up to, to the tiers. They also provide a sense of exclusivity and status for customers who achieve higher tiers. And moreover, paid loyalty programs require customers to pay a fee to access exclusive benefit or discount and generate more revenue for the brand. They may not necessarily, you know, assess or appeal to customers who are not willing to, to pay or able to pay for the membership. Good overall explanation so we can understand the difference. I did want to just give an example of each of these and specifically the points-based one, because that's the most common and something we see a lot. Of course, the company that does this great, and we talked about this in the last episode, is Starbucks. They're really um, killing it when it comes to their rewards programs, and it's been part of what's kept them around for so long and thriving for so long. So they have a points-based system called the Starbucks Rewards, and it's super successful. And so what they do, is customers earn a star for every purchase they make. And members can also earn two stars for every $1 they spend. If you think about that, if you're going to Starbucks every day, this adds up really fast. And then you can use these stars to get free food, drinks, merchandise. There's even a mobile app that really streamlined their loyalty program so that the ease of use creates a high customer retention. That's an example of a really good points-based one. And then the next one is a tier-based. Tiered loyalty programs encourage long-term customer loyalty and increased spending by offering personalized rewards and benefits. And so this is a bit more of a personal type of rewards structure. It gives you a sense of achievement and also social proof of the program's value. As customers move up the tiers and receive more valuable rewards, 
They feel a sense of exclusivity and status that encourages them to stay loyal to the brand and continue spending. This can lead to increased enrollment and spending as new customers are attracted to the program's benefits and exclusivity. We see these a lot, these rewards programs where it's almost like a status thing, even, you know, we, we've all seen it with like, you know, American Express has their tiered programs where, you know, there's like a gold card and a platinum card and, and, you know, you have to kind of earn your way to each of those cards. And so it's a pride thing and a status thing. Uh, another one is the Marriott Bonvoy tiered loyalty program. We see this a lot with hotel chains rewards points and different tiers for people that spend at, at their hotels. And the, the more you spend and the longer you remember, you keep reaching higher and higher tiers and getting bigger and bigger benefits. This kind of program really makes sense to me because the longer you're loyal, it makes sense that your rewards should become better than maybe somebody new coming in. And so that's a great example of tiered program in action and, and keeping the big spenders and the most loyal, happy and coming back year after year. I have an idea about how to encourage long-term customer loyalty and increase spending. Loyalty program encourage long-term customer loyalty by providing customers with, with incentives to continue engaging with the brand. As customers move up through these tires, they are rewarded with increasingly valuable benefit, which, which, which can include exclusive product access to events and personalized experience, increase a sense of exclusivity and foster a sense of community among members, which can lead to increased spending and brand loyalty, actually. Yeah. Very good points. Thanks for bringing that up, Simon. It seems like we've covered the first two pretty well. And the other type of membership we haven't talked about yet is the paid loyalty program. This is really different from the other ones. And I'm sure many of us have probably participated in, in these. For example, Netflix is a paid loyalty program. Costco in America and Canada, I think they're there. And, you know, it's basically a grocery store, but you pay upfront. So only members can go into the market and there's everything is very discounted. And the aisles are very wide. It's very bright and clean. The customers are happy to pay upfront for this loyalty program because of these little perks and because of this better experience they get while they're shopping, which kind of shows those programs in action. It's clear there's a lot of aspects to consider, you know, from the customer's perspective, a loyalty program seems very basic, very simple. It almost seems like something that is kind of an afterthought, you know, because for some reason where our attention always goes to these very simple loyalty programs, like buy a cheeseburger, get one free or the next visit, you know, or, or, or things like that, which are more basic, but there's actually a lot to think about. And if you can execute one of these correctly, you can be like Starbucks and have decades of loyal customers and happy customers pushing your brand. There are all these aspects to consider. We need to think what are the key considerations when implementing a paid loyalty program? Let's say you want to start your paid program, which is nice because you know, you get the membership money up front, which can allow you to have funds for creating the experience and moving your business forward. Do you guys have any ideas about 
the things that need to be thought about before putting in a paid loyalty program, before starting one. Firstly, the brand needs to consider their target audience because that is where their customers will be emerging from. And the program should be tailored to the need and preference of the target audience. This, this include considering the type of rewards and benefits that are most appealing to them, as well as the price point that they are willing to pay for membership. Also, we say value proposition, which the program must offer sufficiently to their customers to justify the cause of the membership. These can be achieved by offering exclusive discounts, rewards, or access to unique experiences that are not available to, to non-members. And also the cost of implementing the programs like technology infrastructure and marketing and staffing must be carefully considered to ensure the program is financially valuable. Lastly, data analysis is very important. You see, a loyalty program should be designed to collect and analyze customer data, including purchasing, behavior, and preference in, in order to personalize reward and offer a more engaging and satisfying experience for members. I agree 100%. It's not easy, but these things can be worked with a lot of thought and a lot of planning, you know, and so when you are setting up your loyalty program, you don't want to just assign it to somebody, to your manager and say, Hey, create this loyalty program. You know, there are so many aspects and data and things to take into consideration before starting one, that you really want to talk to some experts and do some deep dives before starting it. For example, one of the difficulties is balancing the need for revenue generation and delivering your benefits. You know, something you really don't want to run into is to overextend yourself. So for example, in the quest to get new customers, you know, I've seen, especially like in Las Vegas. They'll be giving away, you know, this car and, and they're imagining, well, we're going to gain more from our loyalty program before somebody wins the car. But, you know, sometimes somebody wins it and then the bankrupts the casino. It's important to think about that upfront. How, how are we going to do this just right so that we can provide exciting benefits and reward our big spenders, but at the same time, you know, make sure that we don't lose, lose our shirt basically in the process. And some of these ways to balance it is with the tiered benefits, you know, because if you do a good job at tracking this, you're going to provide something that is equal to the tier If somebody's at the bottom tier and they're spending very little money, they're not going to have access to the car or the, or whatever the giant loyalty giveaway is. But the people at the top tier will, you have the data showing how much they've spent. And so when you're planning your perks and your rewards, you can accurately track that and make sure you don't over overdo that. And then another important thing is to always evaluate and adjust it. You know, a, a loyalty membership program is not something you just put on autopilot and leave and, and just hope it brings in customers. You need to constantly be watching the data see what's working, make your adjustments, see what is bringing in money, see what's sending money out and make all these fine tune adjustments throughout the entire program. And then as it goes, you'll actually learn to ramp everything up. You'll actually get more customers, more referrals, and the data will lead you to that. 
Now let's get to the fun part of these loyalty because there is some new tech available for brands that is starting to change the game. I want to ask you guys, what do you think of these emerging trends like gamification, personalization, NFTs? All of these are impacting the design and effectiveness of loyalty programs. What's happening in that area? Let me get this one, Josh. As technology continues to evolve, emerging trends like gamification and personalization, and of course, NFTs, you know, they are impacting the design and effectiveness of loyalty programs in general. For example, gamification, the use of game-like mechanics and elements in non-game context can be used to make loyalty programs more engaging and fun for customers. Incorporating features like, you know, leaderboards or progress bars, challenges, brands can motivate customers to engage more frequently and definitely stay loyal over time. Gamification can also be used to create a sense of competition among customers, which is important and definitely engaging, which can drive engagement and definitely loyalty. You mentioned personalization. That's another emerging trend that is impacting loyalty programs by, for example, collecting data on customer preferences and behaviors. Brands can tailor rewards and experiences to each customer's individual needs and preferences. Personalization can create a sense of exclusivity and make customers feel like they are valued, you know, and appreciated most of all by the brand. Personalized reward also and general experiences can, can, can drive repeat business and increase loyalty in ways that we have seen, we, we rarely seen before. And last but not least, you know, NFTs or non-fungible token are relatively new trend that it's gaining popularity lately in the loyalty space. Seems like NFTs, they perfectly suit loyalty programs and NFTs are unique digital assets that can be used to represent rewards or experiences in the loyalty programs. By using NFT, for example, a brand can create a sense of scarcity and exclusivity as customer can own one of a kind reward or experience that cannot be replicated or duplicated. They own that specific one and no one else. And that's very powerful. NFT can also be traded or sold, creating a secondary market for loyalty programs rewards, which never existed before. In general, those emerging trends are changing the way loyalty programs are designed and executed. By incorporating these, these trends, all the brands can create more engaging and effective loyalty programs that drives customer loyalty and revenue growth, most of all. However, it is important for brands to, you know, carefully consider how these trends align with their brand value and customer base, because it has to be consistent with the brand storytelling who already exist, and to monitor the impact of these trends on programs' effectiveness through the red rock investment. Thank you. Those are actually very good points and things not to be missed. You know, what I recommend is if you're just creating your loyalty program, you need to plan this out almost like a roadmap. You need to, you know, use spreadsheets or project management software, whatever you need to, to make sure this is executed the right way, because we see a lot of loyalty programs done in an amateurish way and they don't work and the person, you know, the company stops them and it all ends up being a waste of money and a waste of time. 
But when it's done right, like when Starbucks and these other brands do it, then the sky's the limit. Part of this podcast is we want to give all the information necessary to do it right. Before we go, last week, we had a question from Mabel, a member of our community. I will remind everybody of Mabel's question and we can talk about that. The last week's question was, you were thinking to start a market or a grocery store, or you were planning to. Your question was, how do I start my loyalty membership in my neighborhood market? I was going to ask you basically the size, you know, if it was a large market or just, you know, a small neighborhood place, because that determines a lot where you begin. What I wanted to tell you is everything begins with your list. And so it's very easy to get overcomplicated with these loyalty programs, you know, as we've seen, there's a lot involved, but when you're starting off, you don't need to think so much. You don't need to track so much data. You can track things with your pen and paper, you know? So let's say you have your market, you open it up, you start to get your customers. What you need to do is start to observe and see who your regulars are and do something special for them. You know, you don't need a computer, you don't need a database and all these things to do that. You can do this just by being present and, and by paying attention. And so let's say there's a, a senior woman who comes and buys her papaya from you every week, What you can do, you know, you notice that you jot down your notes. Okay. On Wednesday, she comes and buys her papaya and you pick out the juiciest, most perfect papaya when your shipment comes in and you save it for her. So when she comes in on Wednesday. You know, you tell her, Hey, I appreciate you coming in. This is for you. This is to show my gratitude. And when we get good shipments or when we get something special, I'd like a way to reach out to you. Can I add you to my list of my loyal customers? And then, you know, her email, her phone, whatever she uses. And, and that's the beginning of your list. Then you just do this on repeat until you start to get a list that you can no longer handle. You know, because what's going to happen this senior woman, you give the papaya to, she's going to tell all her friends what you did and she's not going to stop talking about that. And so that's going to start to make your grocery store busier and busier. And as you do this with more people that you see the leverage and all the people that these people are connected with are going to start to think, oh, you know, let me go check out this story. Everybody's talking about starting this way. It starts on very personal and you really understand your customers. And then when it becomes too much, all you have to do is use a different process to scale it up. And so a lot of grocery stores, what they'll do is you'll get a card that you present on checkout and it tracks all your, your spending and then can automatically give discounts. And, and so you can still do like you did on the small scale on a much larger scale. And so. I, I hope that helps Mabel, but we'll go ahead and close unless anybody else has any questions or anything we didn't cover. Uh, we hope you've gained valuable insights into the world of successful loyalty programs and the strategies used by the top brands. Please feel free to follow us and check out the show on Spotify, Apple music, Google podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. So uh, goodbye for now and hope to see everybody next time. Thanks. Bye-bye guys.